Joyous, joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. Welcome and greetings to Women's Wednesdays. My name is Mari Amatene. I'm thankful and grateful and humbled for your energy this evening. And we're going to talk about neuro-linguistic programming. What it is. How does it work? How is it used in business, media, selling, marketing, social, dating life, in court, and how to protect yourself? There's going to be a part one, which is this evening, and part two next week. Again, that's neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. So we're going to start off with biblical and Gnostic reference to tonight's theme. Yes, it is covered. The Most High always has it covered. From the Bible, we'll start off. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Galatians 3.1 O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? Proverbs 2528 He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Acts 8 9 But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. 
Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man device you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth on the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Equity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And he And then the wicked shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receiveth not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believeth not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved, of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish in you in every good word and work. And now to move on to the Gnostic text. the mind, neuro-linguistic programming is even spoken of in a very specific sense. And Jesus spoke these words, part of the sevenfold peace. Blessed is the child of light who is wise in mind 
for he shall create heaven. The mind of the wise is a well-plowed field, which giveth forth abundance and plenty. For if thou showest a handful of seed to a wise man, he will see in his mind's eye a field of golden wheat. And if thou showest a handful of seed to a fool, he will see only that which is before him and call them worthless pebbles. And as the field of the wise man given forth grain in abundance, and the field of the fool is a harvest only of stones, it is with our thoughts as the sheaf of golden wheat layeth hidden within the tiny kernel. So is the kingdom of heaven hidden within our thoughts. If they be filled with the power, love, and wisdom of the angels of the heavenly father, so they shall carry us to the heavenly sea. But if they be stained with corruption, hatred, and ignorance, they shall chain our feet to pillars of pain and suffering. No man can serve two masters, neither can evil thoughts abide in a mind filled with the light of the law. He who hath found peace with the mind hath learned to soar beyond the realm of the angels. Know this peace with thy mind. Desire this peace with thy heart. Fulfill this peace with thy body. Now to go even deeper into the Gnostic text, I turn to the Apocryphon of John, also known as the Secret Book of John. Gnostic teachings constantly emphasize that the archons are imitators who cannot produce anything original, yet they arrogantly claim that they can. The Lord Archon is called Antimimum Pneumonia. Counterfeit spirit. In Apocrypha John thirty six seventeen, the term occurs several times in different texts. The cosmos he produces is described by the Coptic term hal, simulation. The vast planetary system of the archons is a steroma, a virtual reality, a virtual reality projection and simulation of high dimensional pattern. And this was stated. By John, and I said to the Savior, "What is the forgetfulness?" And he said, "It is not the way Moses wrote, and you heard." For he said in his first book, he put him asleep, Genesis two twenty one. But it was in his perception. See right there, the perception was put to sleep, on the metaphysical level. But he also said through. The prophet, I will make their hearts heavy, that they may not pay attention and may not see. Isaiah 6.10. Because it's one thing to grow yourself within the strength of the Most High, the way you see fit, 
as the spirit is led upon you and glorified and manifested within your daily walk and your step as you magnify your being, as you manifest your reality within your family structure and your world. But it's quite another to have fragments of mindsets presupposed on purpose outside of the specific natural course that you choose. You get to choose your course. And see, with this neuro-linguistic programming, the course is being set on so many different levels. And as Jesus stated in the sevenfold piece, you have to protect your mind with all your heart. It's one of the paths. Going back to the Fist of Sophia, and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, you know, the deception, making her see one thing when it was really something else going on, the distraction for, from action, causing inaction. So I'm going to let you meditate on that, and we're going to take a music moment. Blessings and love.
Blessings and greetings. And we're on to neuro-linguistic programming, part one. What is neuro-linguistic programming? How is it affecting us? Well, it's all around. And NLP was created by Dr. Richard Bandler and Dr. John Grindier in the early 1970s in California. They initially wanted to discover how successful people like sales executives, negotiators, public speakers, trainers, and leaders achieved their results and learned how to model their behaviors. They believed that their success strategies could be learned and it might produce positive emotional and physical effects. The way your brain and your words use effect upon you and your person and your environment so neuro-linguistic programming describes the fundamental dynamics between mind and language and how their interplay affects our body and our behavior. So neuro concerns the brain and the things that go in your mind, also the rest of the neurological system, including the five senses. So linguistics, this relates to language, both verbal and nonverbal, programming, the unique way you put all this together to create your behavior. So the basic premise of NLP is that the words we use reflect our inner subconscious perception of our problems. If these words and problems are inaccurate, then they'll create underlying problems as long as we continue to use and think them. So our attitudes, in a sense, are a self-fulfilling prophecy. The neuro-linguistic therapist will analyze every word and phrase you use in describing your symptoms your concerns about your health. He or she will examine your facial expressions and body movements. After determining problems in your perception, the therapist will help you understand the root cause. And then the therapist will help you remodel your thoughts and mental associations in order to fix your preconceived notions. Now, these preconceived notions may be keeping you from achieving the success you deserve supposedly. So NLP is supposed to help get you out of these unhealthy traits and replace them with positive thoughts and patterns that promote wellness. Now, this is the good side of it and what it was initially used for. So how does it work? So it's taught in a pyramid structure, overstand, with the most advanced techniques reserved for multi-thousand dollar seminars. So to, oversim- so to oversimplify an overcomplicated subject, it more, or le- it more or less works like this. First, the user, the NLPer, pays very, very, very close attention to the person that they're working with by watching subtle cues like eye movement, skin flush, pupil dilation, nervous tics, a skilled NLP person can quickly determine just based on paying so close attention to you, everything that you're doing, what side of the brain a person is predominantly using, what sense, smell, etc., is most predominant in their brain, how their brain stores and utilizes information. All of this can be gleaned from eye movements when they're lying or making up information, if you're looking to the left, to the middle, it means something. 
down to the right, down to down toward the ground, up. All those things, all those little subtle movements mean something. Those are techniques taught by the triple letter by the triple letter organizations in our country. They're techniques that are used to determine during interrogation. After this initial round of information gathering, the NLP begins to slowly and subtly mimic the client, taking on not only their body language, but also their speech, mannerisms, and will begin speaking with language patterns designed to target the client's primary sense. An NLP person essentially carefully fakes the social cues that causes a person to drop their guard and enter a state of openness and suggestibility. So in the media, brainwashing in the form of hand gestures, twisted words, name-calling, interruptions, distraction, verbal abuse, are all neuro-linguistic programming methods used to discredit, used to sell products, services, ideas, and concepts. I mean, you see it all the time on these roundtables. You turn to CNN or MSNBC or Fox or NBC, ABC, and they have all of these pundits, these talking heads. And what are they doing? They're interrupting each other. They're distracting from the root situation. They're name-calling. They're twisting their words. <laughs> They're using hand gestures. Mass media news anchors interviewing people who are against the 1% use NLP, disruption and accusation against them, which causes a catch-22. So then it's, it, they never leave the situation with the solution. They're just constant talking points, just regurgitated and manipulated and played with semantically to mess with the masses' mindset. So many techniques are explored about how public relations perception is shaped by masters of this craft, because it is a craft, overstand. Bottom line, it's all about misdirection, disruption, subconscious manipulation, using hand, finger gestures, facial expressions, snide comments, demeaning statements, slander, NLP programming, accusations, interruption, and using catchphrases. The catchphrases are just, you know, they are part of this controlled matrix society. So in business, proponents of NLP in a business context tend to identify real organizational advantages to NLP and offer a further benefit to delivers to them in terms of conflict resolution. Because if your manager at your corporate office, because, because they do have corporate training for their high-level executives, that's how they garner, garner that team spirit and that mindset of the corporation. And, every, and then you can tell when you go to Silicon Valley, all these different um, hubs of industry, 
by the way they dress, the way they look, the way they speak. Um, some people that live within that type of nuance can even break down what companies they work for based on, you know, the kind of backpacks one carries or the phone they use. And, you know, it's a mindset. And so um, more successful communication and on influencing and motivating others with huge benefits for organizational performance, people who have been through work-oriented NLP training tend to report that it has been benefited them in such areas as coaching and mentoring colleagues, um, strengthening their teams, improve the ability to negotiate with and motivate others, and selling um, NLP training will take these things a little bit deeper. Instead of just understanding the customer's value, um, they would use the same kind of language that the customer may be most receptive to. The salesperson would listen to how the customer talks and get an indication of what kind of individual they are. Mirroring their language approach would help a salesperson effectively communicate with them. Um, and then in the relatively new field of neuromarketing, Google that, neuromarketing. So it's marketing directly to the brain, bypassing the person. This is just biometrics times technology times physics. So because of its concern with how people process um, information subconsciously, NLP, which dates back to the 70s, has much in common with the, the, with the developing field of neuromarketing. Neuromarketing is the study of what's going on in the human brain when people react to advertising. And um, I found an article by a woman named Ann Headley, and she has an article called Six Secrets About the Human Brain That Will Make You a Better Marketer. And this, um, also, there were articles about it in Forbes magazine, how NLP can boost your marketing influence. So they want to evoke a gut reaction, images, images of people's faces, colors, names, people's desire for belonging. So the tactics generally appeal to three types of NLP learners. Um, you have, in the social life, you have the term Fingali, right? A person who manipulates excessive excessive control or a mesmeric influence over somebody, especially for sinister purposes. So um, like the man that quote unquote controlled Latoya Jackson, right? They called him a Svengali. Um Tommy Matola supposedly had some kind of hold over Mariah Carey until she supposedly broke free, allegedly. Right. And, um, this is even used like they are they are they are dating sites speed seduction. I really was bugging out when I saw this website speedseduction.net. So I mean, and there's hundreds and thousands of them where men are teaching each other these NLP techniques to you know get what you want from a woman. So sisters, you have to be aware. You know, 
He has courses. Um, all this special deluxe course offering is only $179.40. Teaches you how to direct your language to get women hot, horny, and persuasively communicate with folks in all walks of life. Forget acting like a jerk. You can still be kind and sensitive and still get laid. Okay? This, is this, this, is, this information is being used to purposes. So you need to take hold of your mind and really look around at what's happening and not go with the flow. Dead dead fish go with the flow. That's what goes with the flow. Dead fish. We're not dead. You know, um, the only training back solidly by unconditional 90-day Three women or you pay nothing guarantee. That's how deep this is. In court, a Svengali defense is a legal tactic that purports the defendant to be a pawn in a scheme of a greater and more influential criminal mastermind. So NLP is even used as a defense in court. Right, so how to avoid being a victim. So when it comes to self-improvement, NLP has its benefits. However, it has been used by many organizations and individuals to influence our behavior and thereby exert a measure of control over that behavior to their advantage. We end up buying whatever it is they're selling, be it a product or an idea. So you want to watch out for people who are copying your body language. Pay attention to those who are sitting in the same way as you. Consider testing them by making some random movements. Pay attention to eye movements. An NLP user often looks deeply into your eyes because he or she is watching the movement, not because they're interested in your thoughts. After a certain time, they will know not only if you're lying, but also what side of the brain you're using. Watch out for vague language and wait before making big decisions. Never make any decision if you're not sure, especially financial ones. Take a moment to think it out once I really like, you know, I'll get back to you on Tuesday. You know, I have to think about it. It's okay to do that. Take a moment. And you have to trust your intuition and be wary of of um, permissive language, gibberish. Read between the lines of what, you know, people are saying to you. Make your eyes in, you know, random or unpredictable patterns, but not like in a way where, you know, it's showing that you're bugging out with your eyes or something like that. But you don't have to stare them back in the eyes. You could look away. It's okay. And still talk. (laughs) Don't let anybody force your total attention unless you want to give it. That's when you know that they're trying to take over your spirit. That whole energy exchange should be one that you willfully want to do, not that you feel forced to do in any way, shape, or form. It was not organic and germane to what it is you're trying to do, then 
what are you giving it your full undivided attention for? Your attention is special and precious. And for the use by the most high, as we are all conduits and manifestations walking around in his name. All right, watch your attention. You know, watch your attention. And just don't be so quick to agree to anything. And don't let anybody touch you. Because that's one of the things that happens, too, is that the touching is known as an anchoring technique. Right? So someone will, um, say, for example, start off by if they mention that they are that they want to get some food when they do that they may touch your shoulder or your arm or your thigh or something like oh you know yeah I'm hungry too and like touch you and then every time in the future they see you they may touch you and all of a sudden you're like oh you know I'm gonna go get something to eat and if they do that a couple of times you've been trained Pimp is not easy, right? But it pays the bills. That's all pimping is, is NLP. I mean, it's just broken down in street terms, you know? If you've seen that movie, um, that documentary, American Pimp from back in the days, when I saw it, I thought to myself, you know, especially one of the, you know, I think one of the, one, one or two of the women in the movie said that they were in special ed. So then I wrote that off, like, oh, those are like the special ed girls, and they fall, you know, their mind is weak. And they fall apart, you know, to prostitution. And then, you know, you see these other little hood documentaries growing up. And then you see these women who, you know, still did it. And then they have businesses and whatever. And, you know, they're international. And they're out the game. And they're doing their thing. And you realize when listening to them that they still have that mindset still deep down. It's like a cell that a man, that that pimp could call on at any given time. And get her activated, inactivation, and that comes from that neuro-linguistic programming. You know, so I hope that that information opens your eyes a little bit and will have you look up some of those terms that I mentioned and look at the ones around you that are enforcing extra energy on you that's unnecessary, whether it be male or female, and how you respond to those people through certain nonverbal cues or physical cues. Just be aware of your body and yourself, your personhood, in every sense. Turn your senses on. And there's more than five. We are multifaceted. We shine in all different kinds of directions. We just have to become one with our own energies and our connection to the most high and let it be a rod that guides and holds steadfast And look at the media and in your corporate structure, all that team building and catchphrases and individual ticks of your coworkers that are the higher ups 
and how they handle you. Because that's what they're doing in the workplace. They're handling their employees. So next week on part two of neurolinguistic programming, I'm going to delve into more of the history because that was just the cover story and there's a deeper side to it. There's murder involved and the guy that even started it, you know, he got away with murder and he took the stand and he used his own thing that he created, you know, and then um, all the different topics within NLP, conversational hypnosis. We'll break that down next week. And eye patterns. I'm going to tell you about all the different eye patterns that give away your thinking and how there's now a new NLP code that they're using. The one that I just spoke of was the classic. And the summary of the differences between the classic code versus the new code. And I'm going to also give you um, some books overstanding so that you can arm yourself with the necessary information in next week's part two. We're going to take a music moment and listen to NECA Babylon.
Blessings and greetings. Now we go forward into the go and know, sis. Go and know what's going on out in the world to understand what's happening and what the master plan of the Most High has in store. As we look forward at the um, the debacle of what's happening across this world as these so-called leaders confuse And cause us to bemuse a situation that seemingly is out of our control. But the Most High stays in control. His word manifests on a regular. And we can see it play out. From things happening in the past and how they're coming up now. Years later. So Emmett Till. God bless the dead. The family of Emmett Till, a black boy murdered in Mississippi 62 years ago after allegedly whistling at a white woman, have reacted with fury after woman linked to the notorious case admitted that the most Incendiary parts of the story she told about him were a lie. And now, 62 years later, she feels tender sorrow. Emmett Till, a 14-year-old black boy from Chicago, was shot and beaten to death 
and disfigured beyond recognition by two white men in a racially segregated Mississippi in 1955 after stopping at a store to buy two cents of bubblegum. If he had on a hoodie, it would be now, right? The men walked free, acquitted of murder by an all-male, all-white jury in an hour, despite having already admitted the crime to law enforcement. In a newly revealed 10-year-old interview published in a book today, Carolyn Bryant, the wife of the man of the men arrested for Till's murder, and the woman whose testimony carried the case admitted her account was not true. Emmett Till's cousin, Willa Parker, said that his family thinks she's trying to make money, but being a preacher, he thinks that she's trying to find a way to go to heaven now. So 62 years, 62 years later, the truth comes out. And in the spirit, we knew the truth. And they admitted so. And this woman's about to die and wants to free her spirit and finally tells the truth. God bless Emmett Till's family and all his descendants that have to live with that as part of their legacy. And in the United Kingdom, the British Medical Association issued to its 160,000 members a declaration that all national doctors from this moment on, which says mothers-to-be should be referred to as pregnant people. This is real and in living color people. Mothers-to-be should be referred to as pregnant people instead. The official guidelines issued by the British Medical Association says that mothers-to-be, I know I keep saying it, should be referred to as pregnant people. The move aims to avoid offending and alienating transgender parents. The advice came in a 14-page booklet titled A Guide to Effective Communication, Inclusive Language in the Workplace. So that that's how it's going to be steered into the workplace as a whole. Overstand, whatever happens across the pond, it's, it's a big palette. You know, they, you know, it's still that way and it's moved that way. And once you, we say overstanding, but we really have to overstand. Cause it's, 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 um, it's existential metaphysics manifested on you. You know, so the controversial, the controversial advice to doctors and hospitals and general practice comes just weeks before it emerged that a Briton was born a girl, but is changing to a man. Put his operation on hold to have a baby. Four months pregnant, Hayden Cross, 20, is legally male and has had hormone treatment, but not sex change. See, they're doing that same thing like with Bruce Jenner. He never had a sex change. So how are you transgender? Just what? what did you put some breasts on? 
I mean, it's so blatant that we have to just have overstanding and just reach to the depths with the most high and us people. This is real. So there are no other known cases of a transitioning person becoming pregnant in the UK, but the official figures show that 775,000 women gave birth in Britain every year. So this I mean it's 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 contentious. It's ridiculous. Pregnant people. That's the term. And so as we know Trump and this ban, this big distraction. See, because everyone's paying attention to the main stage. They're paying attention to the main stage and the sideshows and what's going on behind the curtain is getting lost on the masses. It's the grand the grand stage. Like who has time to go protest like that at all those that really happened? And they shut down the airports, right? That's what you saw on TV, right? So seven countries targeted in Trump's executive order initially identified as countries of concern under the Obama administration. That's what they keep saying. These countries of concern was initially identified under the Obama administration. But no, but where's the critical thought? How did and why and when and where and how about who? Specifically, were these countries identified, right? So, you know, I pulled back the curtain, and the seven Muslim-majority countries targeted by President Trump in his executive order on immigration was initially identified as countries of concern under under the Obama administration, so Trump's orders bar citizens from from Iraq, from Iraq, Syria, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Yemen from entering the U.S. for the next 90 days. That's what it does. Citizens from Iraq, Syria, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, God bless, Somalia, Sudan, Yemen from entering the U.S. for the next 90 days. In December of 2015, President Barack Obama signed into law, now this is back in 2015, a measure placing limited restrictions on certain travelers. See what I'm saying now? Neurolinguistic programming. On certain specific travelers, certain people, let's break it down now, right? That could always and forever be broken. Restrictions on certain people travelers who had visited Iran, Iraq, Sudan, Syria on or after see where when March 1st, 2011 so what are they talking about? what's really going on? Obama initially target these countries of concern. It wasn't the countries of concern. It was the person, the people, the travelers who had visited these specific countries on or after March 11th, 2011, 
that was the concern is right there. So the restriction specifically limited what is known as visa waiver travel by those who had visited one of the seven countries within a specified time period. People who, who, who could have entered the United States without a visa were instead required to apply for one if they had to travel to one of the seven countries. Right. So under the law, dual citizenships, you know, um, countries in Iran, Iraq, Sudan, Syria could no longer travel to the U.S. without a visa. Dual citizens of Libya, Somalia, Yemen could, however, still. See, Libya, Somalia and Yemen could, however, still use the visa waiver program if they hadn't traveled to any of the seven countries after March 2011. And these are these specific travelers still that had dual citizenship waivers and these specific people that they were monitoring that Obama was monitoring so that's the bait and switch so Trump's order is much broader it bans all citizens from those seven countries from entering the U.S. and leaves green hard holders subject to being rescreened after visiting those specific countries. All right, so what Trump is saying is like, okay, all these countries, whoever these people are, they jump in and out of these countries. So let's just shut down these countries and let's see who's coming in and out and do a background or whatever. That's how I'm looking at it. If you're playing chess and you're looking at all the different moving pieces, Right, so then there's this other picture of, you know, the people's, you know, rally, right? These paid people that you see in all of these dailies, these paid protesters that buses are coming for and they have water and shirts and jackets that match and logos, right? And um, they get free Wi-Fi sponsored. You know, it's, it's a lot of illusion and delusion. And if you really want to know what's going on, you have to really want to know what's going on. So then you could place yourself effectively within the momentum of all the craziness, right? And so now the CEOs, are banning against Trump. Leaders of the world's biggest companies, this is like worldwide wrestling, leaders of the world's biggest companies protest his travel ban. You see what I'm saying now? His travel ban is Coca-Cola, Ford, and General Electric back tech industry's anger. So Donald Trump is being opposed by leading CEOs on his travel restrictions from seven Muslim-majority countries. But meanwhile, you know, Donald Trump is doing business with the United Emirates, Saudi Arabia, your stuff, you know, pending in Dubai, and they're Muslim. So there's this whole slant and this mental mindset of divide and conquer so that, you know, the masses can be befuddled among themselves and not see it clear enough and pass the smoke to make their way within the spirit that the Most High put in them to manifest here on this planet. 
All right, so General Electric, Ford, Coca-Cola bosses have all weighed in against with the motor giant saying it goes against our values as a company. The head of General Electric said industrial conglomerate would make our voice burnt. Okay, head of General Electric said industrial conglomerate would make our voice heard in Congress. So now companies, you see? Companies are stating they just not even you know it's not even like we're trying to hide it. We run Congress. Why is Coca Cola making their voice heard in Congress? Why is Ford General Electric? What's that about? I thought the votes counted, right? So the tech industry was first to be vocal. And a summit is now being held in San Francisco on Tuesday on presenting United backing to a legal case against the order. Do you see past and read between the lines, please? You know, Trump denies the travel restrictions are Muslim ban and says system is working well while White House says it's protecting Americans from terror. And even over in the UK, they're getting in on this Trump thing. So one of the royal members of of the royal family, the so-called royal family, the UK's royal family, because they're not royal to me, um, Duke of Kent's granddaughter, she's doing a whole Instagram thing, post refugees are welcome here, So now there's this whole anti-Trump hashtag protest going on in Britain as we speak. And the MPs in Britain demand a ban on Donald Trump speaking in Parliament as a foreign office chief says that the state puts the queen in a difficult position. I mean, this is just mass mind control at its finest. You know, so Texas... And then, I mean, and God bless these people. A Texas mosque ravaged by fire following Trump's immigration ban. I mean, burning down mosques, like, really? For what? So, but praise the most high, nearly a million dollars was raised in just two days to rebuild. You know, and so... um This is on some extra strength, troubling for those that are on medication news. Um, The pharmaceutical CEOs to cut costs and bring back jobs. Now, that part sounds good, but this is the part that I don't like. This is the this is the part he he pledges to shorten the FDA drug approval timelines and cut regulations by up to 80 percent. Now, the FDA, in spite of its name, just like the Federal Reserve, you know, see, that's, again, neuro-linguistic programming. They're not federal. I know the word, right? But it's not. Neither one a part of our government. The FDA is not part of the United States government. It's a private organization that just got a job for life because they put the name federal on it and got down with the right people. And there's no other company that's like giving them a run for their money. 
to say, well, we designate these things safe. No, you only have the FDA approval. That's it. And they're giving us drugs, and you hear the commercials on TV, may cause sleep, you know, rapid sleepy sleepiness, suicidal thoughts, cramping, congestive heart failure, you know, see your doctor. So they want to cut that by up to 80%. <laughs> That's why the herbnology is important. That's why the herbnology is important. So, you know, so they're going to put America back to work. But at what cost? There's no natural people, you know, with any kind of say-so in his ear. Everyone's all Botoxed and Xanaxed and everything. You know, it's just ridiculous. And so Israel is back on the map. Is our last bit of goinosis. So, see this. See you see, this is what's going on behind the curtain. So Israel Hawks tells Trump to move the U.S. embassy to to um Jerusalem. They're back at that again, and do it secretly, as pressure builds to deliver on campaign promise. John Bolton says Trump administration can move the U.S. embassy to Israel just by switching the nameplate on the consulate in Jerusalem. Oh, the stand. It's a craft. John Bolton says Trump administration can move the U.S. embassy in Israel by switching the nameplate on the consulate in Jerusalem. Mike Huckabee challenged the White House to do it quickly. (laughs) And my advice to them is don't announce you're going to do it. See, it's all, you know, I got this from the Daily Mail. You have to look outside the box at your news sources. They're all programming, but once you have a discerning eye, once you develop your inner voice with the most high to a certain level and go into that overstanding and pray to come outside of whatever illusions may be, you know, because we can all walk around pharisaical and overrighteous and I just know I'm still a work in progress. I'm still breaking through barriers within my own mindset and construct of what, you know, my hold on reality and shaping and forming it is as I speak. We all have to. If you're not changing, you're not growing, says says my mother, Luella. And she's listening. Praise God for you, Mommy. You know? If you're not changing, you're not growing. What's the point? You didn't come here to be the same. Came here to make manifest God's glory. Right? So Joe Lieberman, one-time Democratic vice presidential nominee, said Tuesday that the move really must happen. This is so extra strength on biblical proportion, or in biblical proportion than moving this and doing this, changing the nameplate. If you don't do that based on the fear of protest, see? If you don't do that on the fear of protest, we're not the principal superpower that America is supposed to be, Lieberman said. This is like a Greek tragedy. You got the nudger, 
If you don't do that based on the fear of protest, we're not the principal superpower that America's supposed to be, Lieberman said. A 1995 law threatened State Department funding if the embassy remains in Tel Aviv. But Clinton, Bush, and Obama sidestepped the requirements with the built-in waiver. Right? So that is what's happening in the goanosis. So you got to pay attention to this um, pregnant people. <laughs> pregnant people are what's happening out there, people. Just take the womb out of woman because it makes them uncomfortable. How dare they burn fire on them? For real. Thousand million times. It doesn't make any sense. My womanhood, you know, makes you uncomfortable. My womanhood makes you uncomfortable. Wow. My womb. Be careful with those, um, oh, you got fibroids. You got to take your womb because they're taking those wombs and they're telling you it's unhealthy. Always get a second opinion, sisters, because if, if you go just, just once a week, look up the science journals. Look up Scientific Frontier, Science America. Just read the front page. Just click on one of the links and just peruse it even. You know, they're doing, they've done successful transplants. They, you know, who are they transplanting them into? That we got to have pregnant people now. They want to get the word structure, the programming straight, so that when it, when, when it appears, right, that all Schwarzenegger movie, predictive programming, when it, when it appears, it's not so strange. You've been desensitized. Manipulated, just thoroughly manipulated, you know. So meditate, and we'll come back with K Vibes, Rick Rose, pull up. This one going north to the north, goes east and west. Digital or analog, we are fearless. All down, I feel pull up. Who when them hear this, you want them I feel pull up. Who man I shoot rifle and gun them I feel pull up. All firecrackers I feel done them I feel pull up. A sound I feel pull up. Sound I feel pull up. Who when them hear this. You want them off to pull up Man I shoot rifle and gun them off to pull up All firecrackers off to gun them off to pull up A sound off to pull up Back in the days we used to spin battle Everything got digital Fifty man on one version Fifty man writing special Music we abuse when the lyrics that we choose Taking the whole world down well, there is room for every man to spin a tune. What power and sound, our sound, I'll be full up. When them hear this, you want them up, be pull up. Man, I shoot rifle and gun them up, be pull up. All firecrackers, I'll be done, them up, be pull up. I sound, I'll be pull up. Sound, I'll be pull up. When them hear this, you want them up, be pull up. Man, I shoot rifle and gun them up, be pull up. All firecrackers, I'll be done, them up, be pull up. I sound, I'll be pull up. Sound,
them off to pull up. Man, I shoot rifle and gun them off to pull up. All firecrackers off to done them off to pull up. A stone off to pull up. We used to load milk crate with a record, no 12 inch gun to CD. Nobody talk about tip and castle, that's a ancient history. MP3 to iPod, two speakers ten feet tall. Select the wheel and come again and touch a button for my friend, just to hear the magic ball. Back in the days we used to sing vinyl on everything got digital. Fifty man on one version, fifty man vice special. Music we abuse when the lyrics that we choose Taking the whole world down Well there is room for every man to spin a chance Work power and time Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh yeah ah, Oh yeah All stone up, we pull up When them hear this, yeah, want them up, we pull up Man, I shoot rifle and gun them up Technology. What's happening out there in technology? So, the new thing now is Mindflix and Chill. Netflix shows off brain control system. Netflix shows off brain control system that lets you think to choose what you want to watch. Are we ready for that? Modified Muse headband lets wear a search through Netflix with their mind. With their mind. It reads brain activity and uses feedback to control predetermined functions. The wearer moves head around to scroll and thinks of word play to select options. It's not clear when the device will be released to the public, but it's here. January 31st. Okay. So if been watch so if 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 binge watching it wasn't lazy enough. Viewers can search for shows and movies without lifting a finger. 
so the engineers unveiled an, a modified brain-reading headband that lets the wearer scroll through the platform and select items using just their brain. You know, so it has predetermined functions. So Mindflix, the creators of the modified headband, was one of the five teams that participated in the Netflix's Hack Day event last week. That's why I'm encouraging all the ones, get your children in some sort of, some sort of coding, Python, Ruby Rails, look up those words, find, because that's what it's, this whole thing, you know, is, is just all about artificial intelligence and superimposed neuromarketing, neurolinguistic programming. Everything is information and, you know, and, and um, feedback. And all this information that we give out, the analytics of everything, is, have these giant supercomputers that print out algorithms based on your specific frequency and vibration of everything that you manifest online in your house, in the Internet of Things. All right, so now they also have a they have a mind reading device, a lock people that are locked in that can, you know, like that guy Stephen Hawkins. They have um they have a brain computer interface that can detect blood oxygen levels and brain activity. So the whole brain field and the way it's working, you know, is going to higher levels within humanity right now. And so now they have a soft robotic hand that can pick and pack fruit. I can even tell when the produce is perfectly ripe. So this falls back to what I've been talking about, the universal basic income. See, because now you have a soft robot hand that can pick and pack fruit and can even tell when the produce is perfectly ripe. It has rubber-like chambers in its fingers that can adapt to the object shape. Pressurized air is pumped into fingers to control movements. Robot will be programmed to decipher if a fruit or vegetable is ripe or not. It's more cost-effective, okay? and could eventually replace human workers. And also in technology, there is this rogue White House staffer on Twitter. Now, to me, I don't know how rogue this is because, you know, the fact that it's getting out, again, NLP, and they're giving play-by-plays of what's happening, and it's at rogue POTUS staff has begun tweeting alleged inside information on Trump. The Twitter account has amassed like millions of followers in just five days. And the account states that Trump is overwhelmed about angry protests. He's not, you know, it's this whole momentum of fear and anguish, this energy and frequency that you just have to find a stillness within yourself and look at it for the play that it is. And you get up from your day and you make your world happen. And you plan your work and you work your plan. 
that the Most High set forth for you and yours, and see and see all of those things through to the end because this is just my manipulation. And so Apple has filed a patent for iSig, a vape that could be used for liquid and herb. And um, Telsa Computers are working on computers that can be implanted into the brain. Elon Musk reveals plans next month. Next month. All right, so Elon Musk um, talked about, he talked about a neuro lace, neural lace, saying maybe next month. He has previously said a lifestyle where we are the AI, the artificial intelligence, would be the best outcome. This would prevent the rise of an evil dictator, AI, as anyone could take part. This is the mindset of these people with all this money. He's putting his money into, you know, doing Elysium in real life, right? The whole Mars thing. He unveiled that. It's really happening. They're going to colonize Mars. And now he has this neural lace in the hope of creating human AI cyborgs. Elon Musk has revealed that Telsa is working on computers that can be implanted into people's brains. Um, It is known... It is not known what the brain chip could could be used for, but Musk has previously said that it will be thing that really matters for humanity to achieve symbiosis with machines. Musk remains um, elusive as to the date, saying next month, maybe next month. This isn't the first time that Musk has talked about working on artificial intelligence. Um. He explained that the best outcome between humankind and machines would be a collective lifestyle. Well, we are the AI. Why do I want to be artificial intelligence? It doesn't even, I don't even know what kind of, this is just so ridiculous. This would also solve the control problem, he went on to explain, as it could become so widespread that anyone wants it, can have it. And we don't have to worry about some evil dictator. No, because you're all being controlled by some damn evil dictator. This seems like the best outcome I could think of. With all his money, that's the best outcome. The billionaire explained that our option may be limited in the future as automation becomes the norm. And that this could leave people more time to enjoy their lives. With the thing implanted in your head, believing that this is the best way to enjoy your life. And all the little programming that works with the thing implanted in your head. This is ridiculous. You know, it feels surreal as you read it, but you have to hold fast. Because the Most High is on the job all the time, all the time. And that's why I'm aware, that's why you're aware, you know, and now they have AI tracks every move and tells your boss if you're not working hard enough. An algorithm could alert bosses to rogue behavior from restless employees. Employees will, will be able to look at files you access and how often you look at them. Intelligence could also mean employees will be better at finding security risks. 
right? So a new type of artificially intelligent software means that your boss can track your every move with the help of an algorithm. That's what it's been reduced to. So we're not monitoring if your computer has a virus. We're monitoring human we're we're monitoring human behavior. We're just straight out saying this. So the company was given a helping hand by British intelligence agency Overstand. So the company was given a helping hand by British intelligence agency GC whatever whatever. Um, not giving it energy on this airwave, which offers advice and financial investment. Okay? So they're offering advice and financial investment. As my father would say, do for self. Do for self. In the words of Minister Hamza al-Hafiz, God rest the dead and his living spirit. Do for self, because that's what the workplace is, you know, being reduced to. And on a lighter note, but still eye-opening in technology, Uber opened up its self-driving service with groundbreaking deals to add Mercedes-Benz cars. So now you have a self-driving Mercedes-Benz. So the deal will allow Daimler to use their own self-driving tech on Uber's platform. Uber will not own or manage the Daimler cars and will help with the R&D. The announcement comes shortly after Apple admitted that it's working on self-driving car technology. So now you have Apple maybe working with Mercedes-Benz on some self-driving. Universal basic income. That's what I determined from all of that. What happened to the tax? I mean, I mean, you know, I guess you you're you're gonna have. I want a real person, and you could do the thing for like an experience. But I don't. I couldn't trust myself in this car. I don't know who's controlling the car. It's all computer. That's just. It's just a whole different, empty, shallow, artificially congested, murky ridiculousness, you know? So we have to take this knowledge, see where to, see where to invest based on this information, right? You have to be wise and see where to divest with this information and the plans for you and your children to do for self because that's the kind of world that's being trumped upon us you gotta do for self can't say it enough that's a lot to take in you know so we're going to take a music moment with Queen Ifaka, Linus on the Rise, because they're regardless the rise in energy and strength and oneness and overcome. Bless. 
you are willing to serve. We have room to observe. When you are willing to serve, there are rules to observe. Like the nature of his most high. Right? And the leaves are to be used as medicine. So, within the herbs, this kind of goes outside of it, but with the existential vibration that's coming upon the whole planet at this time, with all of this um, disruption and interruption, purposeful subjection of energy that's taking place, it's important to combat depression and how, you know, these these thoughts of what, you know, is trying to be programmed into us take hold subconsciously. So I just want to put upon you that standing up straight could treat depression. Study claims how posture has a direct impact on your mood. It has a direct impact. So just so just sitting straight, allowing your spine to do what it's supposed to do, strengthen it. You know, relax the shoulders, be one within yourself, take that deep breath, and hold yourself together literally, figuratively, metaphysically, and existentially. Hold yourself together and sit straight up within a temple that the Most High gave you. And studies show, scientific studies show that it treats depression, just, just doing that small thing. That's something to think about. So there's a Chinese medicinal herb that is promising better cancer treatment. You know, so when it comes from China, it's becoming more respected. Praise the Most High for their ancient wisdom in the years and years put in within the mountains and the people. And they're paying attention to the herbs. Um, So... Chinese medicine has come a long way and it's Artemisia. Artemisia is the name of the plant. That's the Latin name. It's also known in regular terms as sweet wormwood. It's known in China as a magical herb which will be utilized for medications. That's the meaning of it. So it's been utilized for many years in traditional Chinese medicines for a plethora of disorders. Whether it's skin disorder, high blood pressure, malaria, this herb made sure to be, it's just a cure-all. It's richness um, and it's, it's, it's um, ability to adapt. An apt treatment is... Um, because of all these great compounds that are inside of it. And wormwood oil contains camphor, ketones, you know, um, quercetin, and which is found to be a big significance in the treatment of cancer. So, again, that is sweet wormwood. Sweet wormwood. Okay, so look into that. And... Holy basil, if you are around um, a lot of areas, they have different towns. They have like an Indian town, an Italian part of town, an Asian part of town or whatever. Um, it's known as Tulsi, 
I frequent my little Indian grocery stores because they have a lot of fresh herbs that I know are not um, filled with all of these genetically modified spices like McCormick and things of that nature, allegedly, whatever. Um, Holy basil for 11 essential facts that you must know, which is also known as Tulsi. And um, Tulsi is wonderful. I use it in my hair. And um, it's supposed to stop your hair from going so gray so fast. And um, it also relieves stress and strengthens immunity. It facilitates proper digestion. It's um, a natural and effective detoxifying and cleansing and purifying agent. It's good for the skin. So you can use it as a facial. You can get a Tulsi paste. They have it in powder form. And again, this is holy basil. So if you grew it, in your herb garden at home and you, you know, dried it or um, you can mince it with some oil and, you know, or even egg whites and put it on your face because egg whites are good for tightening the pores if you have enlarged pores on your face and follow that up with some witch hazel because witch hazel tightens the skin and tightens the pores so that things don't get in. So that's good to add on before you put on your um, moisturizer just to seal up your skin with the witch hazel and to use the holy basil again in the name for that it's also beneficial in treating respiratory ailments like chronic bronchitis and asthma it's loaded with vitamin a c essential oils and phytonutrients um regular tulsi consumption can also aid in balancing various hormones in the body it counters elevated blood sugar levels therefore it's beneficial for diabetics You know, um, it's great for dental health and healthy gums. And it's an effective insect repellent and can also treat insect bites. So, again, that's holy basil, also known as Tulsi, T-U-L-S-I. And um, last but not least in herbnology, um, different vinegar types and their health benefits may amaze you. So apple cider vinegar um, is used in both India and the United States. And it's a helpful tonic. It helps to cure stomach-related problems and also aids in weight loss. And um, including soothing the throat, lowering the level of cholesterol in the body, also curing indigestion, and it's also known for its beauty benefits, giving you clear, glowing skin. You can mix apple cider vinegar with your witch hazel, and a little tip, add a dab of glycerin. You don't have to add a lot because, you know, that whole, that's a humectant, and that's your own personal face serum. You can add a little vitamin E, and there you go. Um, red wine vinegar, red and white, excuse me, red and white vinegar, also known as traditional vinegar. Um, it's properly used in the cooking process. It's made from a blend of red wine and white wine. So it's a good remedy for indigestion. It helps to slow down the aging signs in a person. Red and white vinegar naturally contains um, acetic acid, which provides and proves to be useful in reducing body fat as well. So consuming one spoon of red or white vinegar can help give you a wrinkle-free and glowing skin. Rice vinegar, I use this one a lot. Um, I just like it because it's light and it's good for cooking too. 
Um, it, it helps in also improving digestion. The rice vinegar contains um, a moderate amount of amino acids that further help beat fatigue. So it helps you, you know, along with fibromyalgia, one of the symptoms is chronic fatigue. So that's how, I, you know, I'd rather be proactive than reactive, right? So if I'm taking it, I'm not fatigued. Um, is when I don't take it. So I'll put it on a sandwich when I add my greens to my sandwich or something. And it's good for chickens and also for fish. Um, so it's, it's known for improving heart health and liver health and immunity. Okay. So all of those with like MS and lupus and fibromyalgia, those are um, immunity um, situations. And so balsamic vinegar is the dark brown colored vinegar it's made from unfiltered and unfermented grapes. Um, unlike other vinegars, it's not obtained from fermented alcohol. And this is the reason why it's very famous in Italy. It's made from pressed grapes and left to age like wine. So it has large amounts of antioxidants are present in balsamic vinegar. And it prevents the risk of cancer in a person. Okay, so since balsamic vinegar contains low cholesterol and saturated fat, it's not harmful to your health. That's helping reduce the risk of heart attack. And it also is supposed to work as a pain reliever if you ingest it on a regular basis. And then you have malt vinegar. I've had that when I've gone to um, British restaurants. Um, when you get the fish and chips, they give you a malt vinegar to shake. It's like on the table. Um, it's a light golden color, popular in Austria and Germany and the Netherlands and also, like I said, in the United Kingdom. It's particularly made from beer, and it has a malty and sharp taste. The malt contains acetic acid again, which is diluted between 4 and 8%, and it makes it an excellent ingredient in weight management. And um, so the malt vinegar aids in controlling sugar. It also proves to be beneficial in treating type 2 diabetes. Malt vinegar in your diet adds flavor without the calories. So it can help you manage your weight in a better way. And the acid found in malt vinegar helps to reduce cholesterol. Um, so that's really great. Another one um, I didn't learn about until I was doing research for tonight's show is sugarcane vinegar. Sugarcane vinegar. This vinegar is extracted from sugarcane and is mainly used in the Philippines. The taste of sugarcane vinegar is similar to that of rice vinegar, so I assume it's a light taste. However, contrary to the name, the sugarcane vinegar is not sweet like the other vinegars. So it contains anti-aging properties that help prevent the early signs of aging. Um, so sugarcane vinegar is also useful in reducing glycemia, which um, it also has been proven to be very effective in managing granular myritis. So all of these vinegars protect your heart and they protect your liver. They protect your gums. They help you maintain your weight, you know, all these wonderful things. So definitely check out the vinegars in your home and see how you can incorporate that and in all of your foods. And, um, make it a point to check, you know, to um, be open to try things. You never know. And just to, um, like they said, um, they even have that drink where it's like apple cider vinegar and maple syrup and cayenne pepper 
and it's supposed to help be a, a really good detoxifier and to um, clean out your blood. So vinegar has just been a blessing for a long time. We're going to take a music moment with Traveler, Black Coffee, featuring Namsa and Black Motion.
the metaphysics of the moment. After going on this journey this evening and looking at the words that I started off with and where those words came from, specifically, I quoted earlier, Second Thessalonians. And the metaphysical meaning of Thessalonica, tossed by the waves, billowy. Its ancient name was Thermae because of the many hot springs that were there. A city of Macedonia, Paul visited and formed a church there. Acts 17.1. His two epistles to the Thessalonians were written to the Christians at that place. Now, the metaphysical meaning. Macedonia is representative of the enthusiasm and the energy of the whole man aflame. I understand that. The enthusiasm and energy of spirit to set the whole man aflame. We have to have that enthusiasm of spirit. That's why I keep the drums going, if you notice. The enthusiasm of spirit revels up that energy and the happiness in the Most High and the glory manifested by the world around us that was created for us. The immovable race overstand Gnostically. The chosen, overstand biblically, the son of man. Right? So, Thessalonica, its ancient name, Thermae, meaning hot springs, a city of Macedonia from which Paul was driven by persecution by the Jews there, represents the burning or heated zeal of the soul and its desire for truth. That's where I'm at. I'm aflame for the desire of truth as presented by those that one with the most high left in the book. Not just one book. In the books. This phase of enfoldment, it is without sufficient thinking. It is without sufficient thinking. Balanced to give tolerance and wisdom. Billowy tossed by the waves, right? Without sufficient thinking, balance to give tolerance and wisdom. Now, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind. They received the word with all readiness of mind, examining the scriptures daily. Whether these things were so, many of them therefore believed also the Greek women, honorable estate. We were the Greek women of honorable estate, the immovable race. And of men, not a few, Acts 17, 11, and 12, not a few. So there were many. There were many in that received the word with all readiness of mind, examining the scriptures daily at this time. This is what 
is represented there. The readiness of mind, the zeal for the truth, a flame for it. Getting past the programming, the NLP, for the truth of what really matters, what is substantial in your reality. Um, I also quoted Galatians 3, 1, right? So the metaphysical meaning of Galatians, belonging to Galatia, right? People of Galatia. But here more especially the ones whom Paul wrote his epistle to the Galatians. The metaphysical meaning is that the thoughts that belong to the Galatians' state of consciousness, 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 the assembly of Christians at Galatia to whom Paul wrote his epistle would be thought belonging to the Galatia consciousness. The word of truth, again, truth and consciousness comes up. Paul doing its quickening work in the mind. Doing its quickening, we have to allow for the stimulation to take hold and set forth. The quickening work in the mind and the body of the individual is awakening these thoughts to life and to an understanding of the things pertaining to truth. Awakening these thoughts to life and the understanding of these things pertaining to truth. And so the metaphysical meaning of consciousness, okay, is the sense of awareness, of knowing. So now that you know better, what are you supposed to do? Do better. You know that this neuro-linguistic programming is happening. The first layer is just, just, just knowing that it's there and knowing how it started and what it can be used for if used for properly. If you take the time and look at it and see, you know, how you're checking yourself, what clues you're giving off, right? The knowledge or realization of any idea, subject, or condition, the sum total of all ideas accumulated in and affecting man's present being, the composite of ideas, thoughts, emotions, sensations, and knowledge that makes up the consciousness, subconsciousness, and superconsciousness phases of mind. It all it includes all that man is aware of, spirit, soul, and body. So it's very important to understand the importance of our consciousness and spiritual growth. Divine ideas must be incorporated into our consciousness before they can mean anything to us. An intellectual concept does not suffice. To be satisfied with an intellectual understanding leaves us subject to sin, sickness, poverty, and death to assure continuity of spirit, soul, and body as a whole. We must ever seek to incorporate divine ideas into our mind. A consciousness of internal life places one in the stream of life. Remember, we discussed the streams, the holy streams, that never fails. So to ascend in consciousness, to rise to the spiritual realms of it means to rise to the spiritual realms of mind. We have to protect our mind and we have to program our own selves and put a shield of protection and pray specifically, put a shield of protection around our minds, Lord, so that a holy stream from you to me is just connected and I'm moving in the way that you want me to on a regular daily basis. The, the connection has to be continual. 
because we are being bombarded on so many different frequency levels. Okay? And so um, body consciousness, right? Who's touching you, how they're touching you, the cues. The subconscious mind in its work in the body, repairing, renewing, and conducting the functions of the body in harmony and health if right ideas are given to it. You see? So they're taking what's natural and synthesizing it and incorporating it in a sinister way. That's just what it is. And so um, conducting the functions of the body in harmony and if health and health, if right ideas are given to it or disintegrating the organism and producing inharmonious action of the functions if untrue thoughts are sown in the mind. So your centers of consciousness, right? The subconscious realm in man has 12 great centers of action. Each of these 12 centers have control of a certain function in the mind and body. Please research these things. You know, the 12 centers are faith, strength, judgment, love, power, imagination, understanding. I say, we say, overstanding, will. You have to have that will to succeed, you know, and to overstand and to ascend and to become one within the Holy Stream, within the Most High, right? Order, zeal, life, consciousness, consciousness built in accordance with the Christ ideal, in or absolute relationship to the Father, the perfect mind that was in Christ Jesus, Illumined consciousness, a mind purified by the light of truth. Inner consciousness, the realm of the supermind, as contrasted with the outer or conscious mind. Material consciousness, a state of mind based on belief in the reality of materiality or things as they appear. It is carnal mind expressing its unbelief in the omnipresence of God. In the omnipresence of God. Negative consciousness, a mind filled with ungodlike thoughts, such as fear, hate, greed, lust, resentment, discouragement, sickness, and poverty. If that is around you, step away with the swiftness. Anybody is putting fear in your spirit, let it go. Hate. Greed, that flame needs to be for whatever the most high is manifested in you and the urge in it to manifest into the world through you. Lust, resentment, that resentment part is hard. It's not easy. I mean, I'm still working on some resentments. We all are to some degree. Once we let you know, and I and you know, it's easier to say it than to do it, you know. But you have to walk, and I'm getting better at it. I'm better today than I was yesterday, and the day before that, and last month, you know. So it's it's a walk within my conscious mind, and so I have to release it subconsciously, right? And and discouragement. There are people that will do that subtle discouragement. And even that 
is an undermining factor. Sickness, poverty. So positive consciousness, a mind filled with God's thoughts, such as power, strength, generosity, purity, and optimism. Optimism is important. Sense consciousness, a mental state that believes in and acts through the senses. To rise out of sense consciousness, we determine to return to conscious oneness with God. We, are, we determine then to return to oneness with God consciously. I will arise and go to my father. Luke fifteen eighteen. Son of God consciousness, a state of mind that is conscious of the God, of God's ideal man. Spiritual consciousness, which is akin to Christ consciousness. And total consciousness, conscious, subconscious, superconscious phase of mind, working as a whole unit. Working as a whole unit. We were made for it. Rise up in yourself. Sit up straight. Hold it all together. You know? Stomach in, shoulders back, shoulders relaxed, chest out. And just relax in it and own it and be conscious of yourself. And I also started, I, I began... The very first quote was Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world, but but ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the metaphysical meaning of Rome is lifted up. Exalted, the head, height, strength, might, and power. The capital of of the Roman Empire, the ruling center for the Caesars, the Roman emperors, Act 12, 2. The metaphysical meaning of Rome represents the head, the head, the head. In contrast to Jerusalem, they want to switch the nameplates on Jerusalem, right? In contrast to Jerusalem... <laughs> they have tried to switch the name place on Jerusalem on so many levels. I wish somebody was here to give me a high five right now because that's so real. They have tried. They have tried to change the name place already, which rep- but, but see, Jerusalem represents the heart. So Rome represents the head in contrast to Jerusalem, which represents the heart. The head is the seat of the dominating personal will. And also the intellect in man. To the outer man, right? Those that aren't inward based, where the most high resides. These are the seat of all the strength and power. Rome really refers more to the head as the seat of the will than it does to the intellect, though the latter may enter into consideration of the will's activities. So Paul was imprisoned in Rome. Paul represents the divine word. Rome is the center from which all the rules will, where, from where the will rules. 
when the will, guided by sense intellect and the personal idea of ruling power, imprisons the word. See, we have to imprison the word, that neuro-linguistic programming. You got to lock it out. Protection. You got to overstand it and see it for what it is and keep it moving. Discern. Pray for discernment. Discernment. We need it more than ever with all this artificial. You have to look at people and go, is he incorporated into the artificial intelligence? Just because they put it in the paper now don't mean that they're not already walking around like this. They're just letting us know about it now. Because somebody said, okay, now we have to because there's like, you know, 500,000 in operation within a population of 20 million or whatever, right? They have algorithms for what's acceptable, like trace amounts of arsenic in the water and overstand. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Okay, so you have to imprison the word. Binds it in the realm of personal understanding and dictatorship. The activity of spirit seems inhibited. So you can't let your activity of spirit seem, see, it seems inhibited because it's never inhibited. You have control of your spirit. You can allow the programming to take hold and have it be a part of whatever you are or your family. Let that energy off. Unplug. Right? Unplug. Shut the Wi-Fi down at night. Let your body get used to that energy at least just within your personal space of what's happening. We have to imprison the word and not let it become part of the realm of our personal understanding. It's something that we see, and we see how that works with that. It's not a part of us, and it doesn't dictate the construct of how we move and who we associate, you know, in a sense of um, not allowing you to use your organic ways and means of figuring out what you need to figure out. Just using all the senses that the Most High gave you. So I hope this was a blessing to all within the ears and that you tune in next week for the metaphysics of the moment and the herbnology and the technology and the goinosis and the neuro-linguistic programming, part two, and a praise up to the most high, always. We're going to take a music moment. If you'd like to call in or press one or text some words in, if you'd like to share on anything that was expounded or just give your viewpoint, please press one. As we take this music moment, and I'll come back shortly. This is Sister Aisha, Daughters of Zion. Bless.
Blessings. I see here that Sister Nouvelle pressed one. I'm going to open up your mic, Sister Nouvelle. Greetings and blessings, Sister. Shalom. Hey, hey Shalom. How's it going? Happy eyes. Blessed. I'm grateful that you're here <laughs> this evening. I'm so grateful. Yeah. 
I keep seeing the Nouvelle. It's it's Nouvelle, not that it's a big deal, but it's Nouvelle. Nouvelle. <laughs> okay. No, 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 but it's new not a new bill. Would it be like a new thing in the bill? Okay. But besides that, hey, how's how's it going? How did you enjoy this evening's broadcast? Oh, uh, elated. <laughs> Thank you for telling my voice. Praise, <laughs> praise the most high. Yeah, always, always. Praise. But yeah, it was, uh, it was nice, very informational, you know, instructional. And I thought you put forward a great, a great word that, you know, I know I'm speaking for myself. So I'm going to, you know, go out and search and uh, Find more meaning to it, but you know I really appreciate the the message it's put for and it's very inspirational for everybody. I'm blessed that you were able to receive it. I'm hoping That's you can hear me. I have your phone on, baby. No, I can hear you clearly. Yes, you sound fine. Okay. I, okay. I was saying that okay. it's a blessing that 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 you were stimulated. And we're able to receive the overstanding and to, you know, be able to look at what's happening around you and, you know, take an analytic look. You know, that's that's just so important. Yeah, all I can say is that, you know, you, you, it was a blessing for me. So if anyone didn't get, you know, didn't get the message, you know, you, you reach one person. I'm definitely going to grab hold of the words you put out and, you know, do some diligent searching and see what I can do. Uh, uh, sleeker, 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 sleeker. This is, this is Brother Yard in here. Um, can I speak up a little bit more? I don't know. Maybe maybe the sister got the state of the tech, the state yes, of technology. Yeah. I, I kind of hear the eye, but the eye sounds like you're you're in a meditation. I know we're all in a meditation yeah. here, but just a little bit louder. Yeah. Right. Let me. I have. Uh, my good. That's good. Man. I had my uh, earphones off. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Much better. But yeah. Yes. How is everyone? <laughs> is this something that you wanted to share specifically this night, sister? Uh, no, no, just just giving thanks and telling us I got the message and you know, telling us thanks. Thank you, I appreciate it. And please feel free to press one during any show if the spirit gotcha. moves you to share. I really appreciate your presence. Blessings to Absolutely. you and yours. Absolutely. Hey, you too. You too. Amen. Amen. Um, sister, sister, I day, if the I is out there, the I had sent me a text earlier and I communicated that to I and I host sister Mariama. So if the I would like to bring that word forward, please, please feel free. Please. Yes. You know, press one. Yes. I just hit the one. If you, we know you're on the board, but hopefully you're not too deep in the medi. I've had to kind of pull myself out of the medi. Thank you, sister Mariama. Deep, deep medi. You know, hi, Thank hi, you hi. for the opportunity. Very good sight. <laughs> very good. Very good sight. Um, but until the sister responds, if she's if she's there, and give thanks for um, Sister Newbell, um, Sister Tammy, you know, for the for the word forward and everything. But you touched on many, many important um, right now subject matters. The, the overall overarching is that neuro-linguistic programming. And as you broke that down for I and I here and for the sisters and even for the brothers and all those in the hearing, in I and I earring, earring, hearing, interesting words, right? Is that part of neuro-linguistic programming? Hear, drop the H and you have an ear. Of you know, course it hearing, is. You have an earring, you know what I mean? And Moe and Aaron told them. The spelling of the word. <laughs> the spelling of the word. Them, 
because they wanted to worship a golden calf, Aaron told them to break off the gold in the earrings, the earrings, you know, because he wasn't hearing. Now they were earring, earring, you know, earring like you err. You made a mistake. Okay. Anyway, not too deep on that right there, but it reminded me of the Rastafari, the word sound power, you know, like pick sense out of what seems to be nonsense. Remember, this is a, this is a, not just, it's not just a land that's not our own in that sense, because we know the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, but on the conscious level, the land is the consciousness. You know what I mean? The land is the consciousness. Some people think they can go to heaven after they die, and they forget to really go into that higher consciousness of mind while they live. You know how the Gnostics say? They say you have to, you have to um, you know, be resurrected before you die, if you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? In other words, it's the resurrection in this life. You know, in, in, in spirit, in spirit and in truth, in the way we see things, and that brings us to the eye. You know, when you was mentioning about, let me just get my notes here, because I said, like I said to the eye, I'll be all over the place for a moment, because it was so much that was delivered in grace. Um, first of all, touching on, the, on bringing the Gnostic, you know, bringing the Gnostic. In fact, Gnostic, just break it down simply. Every way you see in the New Testament, to know, like to know the truth or anything about to know, in the Greek, is the word um, gnostiko, gnostiko or gnosis, basically to know, right? Just, just keeping it just very basic and simple because the master said we shall know the truth and the truth shall make I and I free. So this knowledge is supposed to blow our mind control <laughs> as we just came to. You remember just, just behind the scenes? You know, his reason on that, instead of saying blow our mind, it should really blow that mind control so your mind can go, ah, free. You know, just so you can really expand and see and perceive the whole perception. And also that quote about the sleep was one of my favorite quotes in the Gnostic quote. Yeshua says, it's not like, how they said, the translator says, it's not like um, Moses wrote and you heard. <laughs> it's not like, it is, but it's not. You have to think about it. You have to really look at it, you know, look at it for yourself because distraction. What do you mention about the distraction for action? How did you say that, that that distraction is distracting us from that action and to keep us in that kind of frozen psychological state, that all these things are going on, and for a moment, it's intended that even if you discover what's going on, you will feel like so overwhelmed. That, that you'd be like in a frozen psychological state, you know, that inertia, that you would not be able to, it's almost like seeing something happening. I remember my earthly father, we had, um, we, we had gotten in an accident years ago, you know, um, and uh, something in Manhattan back, I don't know if you remember my sister when they used to call it Radio Way. I don't know if you remember when they, when they used to call it Radio Way before like, um, J&R Music World and these other modern stores came down. They're right across from the, the New York mayor's office and so forth and so on. Anyway, I noticed that when, when we was driving, I could perceive we was about to get into an accident. And I remember I turned to my father and he was frozen. He was like, he kind of saw it coming too, but he, like, if I, if I exercised the will, I could have turned the wheel. And I thought about it later on and I recognized that sometimes this happens to all of us. You see the danger, but you're so shocked by it. You know what I mean? That you cannot, it's that will, you know, it's that will to act. You know, it's almost like that frozen, that's what's technically called a frozen psychological state. But now the whole idea about the psychological, 
Log, logos, word, study, logos, psycho. The word psycho is soul. So now think about this for a moment. In Western Gentile psychology, they say there is no soul. Have you come across that, my sister, in your, in your research and your readings, that in the Western yes. Gentile world, yes. they would, that the psycho, they define psycho from suke as mind. But biblically, psycho, or we say hebraically, from reality, psycho is the mind, but more importantly, for our reasoning, it's the soul. Now think about it for a moment. They say there is no soul. You know what I mean? It's only the mind. They, they don't know whether there is a soul, right? So the very same Greek word is interpreted in one tradition, the Western Gentile, we can say the European tradition, as mind, you know, like, i.e., the brain. But from the older tradition, I love when you mentioned about the Greeks. A lot of people don't know. A lot of times we're burning up the Greeks, and sometimes we're burning up our people because we're not discerning. You know what I mean? We're not looking at the details, or we are believing the sham. Isn't this interesting? Four, eight years ago, it was a so-called black man and black woman, right? I say so-called, but, you know, they just, bear with me for a moment. They were in office, and it was like it was the end of the world, <laughs> right? Oh, now it's like the Jesus or Messiah has come. You, you see the psych out? You see the game? <laughs> you see the game that's going on? <laughs> Obama was doing certain things with companies and corporations and so forth and so on, and they were screaming fascism. Now we look at it. It's now becoming state policy. Companies running government or the people's business. That is the definition of fascism. That is fascism defined. Fascism was originally called corporatism. You know who blew the alarm on fascism? A black man, the black king, the black people, the Ethiopians, when they were under attack from Benito Mussolini and that whole satanic combined that we can call Rome and Romanism and, you know, we can get into that another time. Basically, Antichrist versus Christ and his kingly character. So he blew the trumpet on fascism. He also blew the trumpet on genocide. Did you know that the word genocide did not exist in the English, Western lingo and language up until like 1936? So they're creating new words. New words have always been created as 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 the sister mentioned about the neo linguistic the ne uh, the neuro excuse me the neuro the mind the linguistic the word or how words are used you know you'll notice that a word that might be used in a negative sense a lot over here all of a sudden over here it's used in a positive sense and if you don't know the background you'd be like wait hold up for a moment why is it like the same word now is a good word but over here the word was a bad word <laughs> see you have to get the trick so Fascism equals private companies and corporations dictating or running government. That's the definition of fascism. And the first rise of fascism in the modern world, you know, on the real big stage was Benito Mussolini, was the, was the whole European, um, even, even Nazism was fascism, but it was a German form of it. So what we're seeing now is, a, is American fascism or American corporatism. Now, quickly, because looking at the time, biblically defined, 
that is the definition of Leviathan. Why is that important to us? Well, a couple of weeks ago, we was reasoning about Brexit, the Brexit, you know, the whole Brexit thing. And I think Psalm, uh, chant, chant, which Psalm was it? One of the 70 Psalms had came through. And that particular Psalm had pointed out Leviathan. So biblically speaking, Leviathan, just, just do this right now. Google this if you can, now or later. Google Leviathan and I think Thomas Hobbes. And it's a book. And this book came out back in, what was it, the 16, 1700s. And it was basically coming out of England. It was how the Europeans had designed to rule the world. In other words, you remember they were doing a lot of little witchcraft to talk to demons and everything. Basically, they made a deal with the devil. And the devil said, all right, y'all will rule on earth, but I will rule your mind. This is the plan. So this book about called Leviathan was revealed. Basically, Leviathan was the roadmap that basically led the Europeans into fulfill God's word, God's word, the end time Gentile world dominion. Remember Rome, how Rome is in the scriptures and how Rome is a part of that beast and the last beast and the revelation be most diverse from every other beast, but it'll be based on the Greco, the Roman, the Rome, you know, it was like it's Rome rise again. That's what Mussolini was doing. Right, so the invasion of Ethiopia, the fascist invasion, that was just setting the stage for what we are still in. This is still a war, the spiritual warfare, but it's a war for our hearts and I and I minds. So I just want to touch on that just kind of briefly right there. And on pregnant people, when you hit pregnant people, my sister, you said you wanted somebody to give you a high fire or something like that, and I heard you say something about fire. Do you say something? When about I fire say like more, that? you say fire, more, fire, more, fire, more, fire, yes, yes, burn fire. <laughs> a pregnant people, it's more. woman, woman Wednesday, pregnant. right? Woman. I didn't take a, a, a good enough shot of it. I took a clip of my notes because when we upload our videos, you know, it's, it's a war and we have to be organized. So what I used to do is on the old YouTubes, the old, you know, they're always changing things. For people who are broadcasters or presenters, you'll notice that every couple of months, they're always changing things, you know, little things, tweaking things, testing things out. Anyway, they used to have it where when I would upload a video, and I have a working name. I have a working name on it that I might tweak or change later on, but general name, right? And then it will give me, like, suggestions for analytics or what they call tags. You know what I mean? They'll give you suggestions. I, for my account, they don't give me suggestions anymore. I asked a couple other ones. They said they don't give them. I, I tried it on some other accounts that I have, and they don't give you suggestions. In other words, if I put something like, um, black woman and child. I recall that. I, I touched on that. You could check out the videos on, you know, black woman and child and, and on this at very important aspect of our, of our life because, you know, we all come through that portal, that gateway. Well, we all used to come through that portal and that gateway. Believe I left up to them. John, please stop them. But he says we have to wake up, you know, we have to wake up. Anyway, they used to suggest so some of the tags, let me see if I could find that right here for a moment. Well, in the last couple of minutes right here, I sent it to the eye, but it's not really a very good, a very good picture. It's not really a very good um, screenshot of it, but I could read it at least a little bit here for you all. When I was, when I would say something about like pregnant, not pregnancy, but like woman and child or childbirth, like talking about some of the Torah portions and areas of scripture and going into some reasonings on that, they would suggest the following. 
they would suggest, um, like, okay, um, they didn't have woman. We had to introduce woman. They would have reproduction, like a quotation, a subject. Then next to pregnancy, notice what they had. They had pregnancy. I could send it to the, I'll take a better picture of it. I'll do a video on it. It says pregnancy. This is the suggested analytics that the system, the matrix, the machine, the machine god, right, of the world with the, the Deus ex machina, as it's called in the movie, but that's an old idea. The the machine out of the god out the machine god anyway would suggest pregnancy, open parentheses, disease or medical condition, close parentheses. So in the machine god, in the god of the world, the matrix, you know, the system, the systemic, the analytics. When you are when you post a video, they'll say, oh, we talking about pregnancy, open parentheses, disease or medical condition. Now, I was like, man, shit. I mean, I know there are problems sometimes in pregnancy, but pregnancy, disease, like, if they said medical condition, I'll say, okay, it's a medical condition, right? But they said dis-ease. They said, give me, they said pregnancy, dis-ease. I sent you the clip. I could get a clearer clip. I saved all of the analytics, whatever they suggest. Sometimes I use it. I also save the suggestions so I can, we can look over it and do our own mill and tell, you know? our own intelligence on it. The next suggestion is the one that really caught my attention and connected with where Sister Mariama brought forward the whole thing about pregnant people, the pregnant people programming. It said right here, it said childbirth, right? There's another suggestion, childbirth. We're talking about birth and woman and stuff. They might say, oh, you're talking about childbirth? Open parentheses, it says cause of death. Now, it's just interesting that that was the angle. Are you following me? That's the angle. You know, we know that sometimes childbirth, you know, and I noticed that they always say a pregnant woman. So a pregnant woman, in their view, is a disease. A pregnant woman, this disease is treated by the medical institution. Before the 18, late 1800s, all pregnancies were dealt with by um, trained and experienced women called midwives you know what i mean um now of course that's coming back again a little bit you know what i mean but still it's like that was in the hand of the woman but what the white man did because remember the white man would have made a deal with the devil not all of them but their leaders and their rulers and their religious folks most of them you know made a deal with the devil so they wanted to rule everything they wanted to be as god so even in the realms of woman giving birth to children they removed the woman, the midwives, out of that, and then they brought in the metal. They brought in all of this metal technology, and the men brought in. And then, of course, if you look at the death rates, you know, the death rates, you know, just increase dramatically. But the idea of pregnant people and pregnancy being considered a disease, you know, and childbirth being termed cause of death. That's actually the literal analytics. And as soon as I did a video, I did a couple of videos about it. You know what happened? They stopped suggesting analytics. They literally, at least from my account, I think for other accounts too, from what I've, from what I've looked at. In other words, if I put up a video before I put my own tags in there, they used to suggest recommend some analytical tags. I started to see funny things about the tags coming up, the analytics. And I told some of the brothers and sisters about it. But, you know, when you tell somebody about it and you show them the evidence, it, it really brings home the point. I said, you know what, I'll do a video. So I did a few videos saying, this is how the system works. And you know what happened? The system, the machine changed. 
The machine's like in the Matrix movie. You know, you know what I mean? In the Matrix movie, the machine adapted. But the same thing is happening now, if you understand, is that the system is adapting, you know, and creating, as Sister Mariama brought forward from the very beginning, referring to Gnostic texts, that counterfeit, the counterfeit spirit, you know, and even in the NLP, that kind of immutating and emulating, you know what I mean? You know, the counterfeit spirit, you know what I mean? In other words, um, if you can't beat them, what was the old saying? The old saying was, if you can't beat them, uh, if you can't join beat them, them join them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you can't beat them, join them, you know, um, and on the POTUS thing, just, just, just a couple of highlights. The POTUS thing, the president of the United States. POTUS. You remember in Genesis there was there was po there was poti there was potifera and there was potifar, right? Potifar, if I'm correct, was the person that Joseph, you know, one like us who was sold into slavery by our own brothers and everything because of jealousy and everything. You know, that's what Joseph is. We're like that house of Joseph. We were sold into. Now this president don't know Joseph. You know what I mean? He's on this whole other kind of thing, going back to, you know, going back to the vomit that we thought they chucked out. You know, we thought they chucked that out. We thought that America was in a post-racial society. We thought everything had changed. We thought they had learned. We thought they had repented. We thought that we thought wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we basically we basically thought wrong. But on POTUS, I was looking at that. I said, Potifera. In Egyptian, they say it means belonging to Ra, Potifar. Potifarah, you know, belonging to Ra. So I said, well, if that's what they say it means, you can look it up in the Metaphysical Bible Dictionary. Potifar was the one who, whose wife wanted to sleep with Joseph, and Joseph said, no, nah, I can't do that. I work for your master. So, so that, you know, that's, that, that's, that's, you know, that's abomination. I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? And she alleged rape. You know, she alleged rape. She screamed bloody murder and rape and everything and had Joseph thrown in jail for a crime that he didn't commit. That sounds like a prison industrial complex. Wow. It was it because of his complexion? Well, not in that instance. So that was the first Potiphar. Then the second Potiphar was one who Joseph had married his daughter, you know, the priest of a chief priest of ancient Egypt, and that was Asenat. Asenat, you know, like in ancient Egypt, neat, net, not, a goddess. So anyway, Joseph married one of the Egyptian daughters of a god or whatever like that, right? My point is this. Notice how there's two type of potuses. You know, there's poti, right? Like, like P-O-T-I means belonging to, they tell us, from ancient Egypt. Potifar, belonging to Ra, Potifara, another version of belonging to Ra. Some people say it's the same individual. I would say it might be, but it might be a different individual. But the point being this, POTUS, P-O-T-U-S. Now think about this in neuro-linguistic programming. P-O-T, P-O-T-I, I, you know, do for self, you know, I, I and I. P-O-T or P-O-T-U-S. So replacing that I by the us. Of course, the U-S in TUS means United States, president of the United States, or... From the ancient Egyptian, since it's a spiritual Egypt, you remember the eye on the dollar? Belonging, you know, belonging to Ra, but belonging to us, belonging to the United States, belonging to that corporation, 
See how we tie again to the companies, the companies um, running the government industries, so forth and so on. The federal, 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 federal. I know you're saying that's a different word, right? Well, pick sense out of nonsense. Sometimes federal is for P. Sometimes they say parallel. You know, like the Jews and we black Jews, we say parallel. You know why? Because we know this parallel is paranoid. But if you look at federal. Replace the F by a P. It's pedal. Oh, you say there's no word, pedal. But there is a lot of pedophilia, abuse of child children. Anyway, I, I'm going to drop the mic on that right here and just pause for the cause. You know, um, protect child children, get a discerning eye. Um, it was going to deal with the eye, but the eye is going to bring some more out on that eye. But could it have something to do with all that covering of the eye? Think about it. They cover the left eye. You know that they always cover the so-called. Is it the left eye they cover, or they cover the right eye? They cover the right eye, and the left eye is exposed, right? But in ancient Egypt, the left eye of the elect was stolen. Mm. Could that be their discernment, their ability to really see and behold what's going on? Anyway, I'm gonna pause for the cause, but um, thank you, my sister, for for a very uplifting, insightful uh, podcast and broadcast. I'm definitely going to listen to it again. Didn't even touch on the seven countries. You're talking about the seven countries. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the seven heads of the beast. But notice how they, they always try to demonize the opposite. Though they're the demons and working with the demons, they'll demonize the other ones. So what they would do is, though they are antichrist and all their works show, show us they're antichrist by their works, you should just treat by its fruit, they will cast that on the next one. So the idea of the seven heads is to work in this whole false Jews who call themselves Jews synagogue of Satan narrative, calling these seven countries like the seven heads. When the Israelites were coming out of the wilderness, they were to conquer seven heads, the seven Canaanite heads. So it's interesting that they have these seven countries too as well. But we'll get into more of that if Jah wills and may his light, may wisdom, his wisdom and grace be with you and, you know, show the eye and you receive the truth for yourself. Anyway, my sister, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, and of course, keep the fire When burning. I say more, you will say fire! More! Fire! More! Fire! More! Fire! 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 Dee Perks members enjoy a Dunkin' Donuts specially crafted medium latte or macchiato for $1.99 when using an Enroll Dee card. Try the new fudge brownie or vanilla cupcake flavor. Enroll in Dee Perks today and get your $1.99 medium latte or macchiato. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. It's go time at Dunkin' Donuts. Get your day going with two wake-up wraps for $2. Add bacon, sausage, or ham for a dollar more. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary, plus applicable taxes, limited time offer.